1: Welcome to America's Heroes Group, our roundtable this week with our partner, G. Brown, J. Jesse Brown, VA Works. August is National Wellness Month. I had to change the page there. Today is Saturday, August 13, 2022. This is Sean Claiborne, the co-host. The host you just heard on the top of the hour was Cliff Kelly. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have a great show for you today. And also, don't forget to look at us on Facebook Live or live streaming right now. And also, newly launched our YouTube channel. Go and check out us on YouTube and see our archived shows or all our old shows are on YouTube and also on Facebook and also our website as well. So we have our panelists with us today, Dr. Anthony Acosta. He's an attending emergency medicine physician at Jesse Brown, VA, and he serves as a geriatric physician and the champion of uh, of geriatrics. um, He works at the emergency medicine medical student coordinator at the VA and also is a field field surgeon for the Joint Forces of Medical Detachment of the Illinois Army National Guard. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me out. It's my pleasure. So, tell us what you want to talk about as far as what's going on with uh, the geriatric emergency department accreditation. With new at Jesse Brown, from my understand, is something that's brand new at the Jesse Brown VA. Yes. So, um,
0: a couple of years ago, the National uh, VA uh, Geriatric Emergency Medicine Council decided that they wanted to start to uh, engage the local emergency departments in geriatric care. Uh, currently, about or half of our veterans are over the age of 65, and so it was important for us to provide safe patient care and good quality care to our older veterans. And so we uh, became part of this program, and we started working on getting accredited through the American College of Emergency Physicians.
1: So you say about 50% of the veterans are over 65 right now. So our veteran population is getting older as is the general population in this country. What are some of the challenges that you see with caring for an older and aging generation?
0: So older, our geriatric veterans are older veterans. Sometimes their complaints are a little bit more vague. So it's harder to tease out why they're presenting uh, their functional mobility is declining. Uh, there's polypharmacy. They're on a lot of medications. And so as we get older in general, and as our veterans get older, uh, the care becomes a little bit more complex, and uh, we have we want to make sure we're we're providing quality care to those to the to our veterans and to our older population.
1: Okay, and what are some of the things that you see are more com- most common with the uh, with veterans that are older? Uh, for
0: um, the chief complaints from the for the emergency department that. You know they run the gamut. I mean, it could be uh, falls, it could be chest pain, shortness of breath. Um, you know, right now, given the current state of the pandemic, COVID is a is a big one. Um, but we see the very uh, same presentations at the VA of our older population that we do in the the general ERs. So, chest pain, shortness of breath the very typical bread-and-butter emergency medicine.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, so when you did your work at, with the Army National Guard, so you're a field surgeon for the Army National Guard, um, how does that transfer over to what you do at the emergency room?
0: Well, I think it's why I enjoy working for the VA. Right As a as a military physician, I enjoy taking care of my soldiers. That's, that's part of the joy of, of doing the work, and it, being at the VA allows me to transition that to uh, what essentially is uh, my civilian role. And so I can take that same uh, enjoyment of caring for my soldiers. And the on the uh, National Guard side, I can bring that to the, to the care at the VA. And I really, it is a uh, enjoyable uh, type of work for me, at least.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you this, a personal question, if, if I have your permission. Um, have you been deployed? Uh, so I was overseas
0: um, last year. Uh, I was in Ukraine. Before all of this happened, I was a task force surgeon for the 33rd Infantry Brigade Combat Team. I was their task force surgeon uh, as a physician. I deployed for three months, and so I was I was out there in Lviv, Ukraine for for three months. For last, it's almost been yeah, it's more than a year at
1: this point. Okay, so 708th Med still part of the 33rd Brigade? Is that you know? Excuse me, the 708th Medical Battalion is that still part of the, that brigade? Mm-hmm. No, we're
0: 708th. Uh, um, uh, uh, I I don't think they are. Honestly, I you know I don't I, I don't know. That was my
1: old unit. That's why. I remember. I remember for a quick minute I thought we were attached to you guys before I got out. I got out in like in two thousand four, roughly around there. Well, that's when I was actually let go. But I mean two thousand one actually was supposed to ETS. But that's another. Okay. Thing. <laughs> so when you're when you're doing um, like triage and things for for um, older veterans, what are some of the things that doctors they maybe don't have a lot of experience with the um, with the military population? maybe want to consider when they're treating older veterans in their hospitals? Because a lot of veterans that are older are using civilian hospitals, but, they, but some veterans feel more comfortable going to a VA hospital. Sure. I, I
0: think um, one, of the, one of the things that we had to do for uh, obtaining accreditation uh, with ASAP for our geriatric um, emergency medicine program was we had to create a quality care initiative. And one of the things that uh, we found with our veterans was that sometimes they would come in for chest pain or shortness of breath, but they wouldn't tell us that they uh, were having trouble walking or there was a functional decline and they weren't safe at home. And so as part of our program, we created our fall risk screening program. And so all of our veterans currently who come into Jesse Brown VA who are over the age of 75 get screened for a fall risk. So we asked them, do you feel uh, unsteady when you walk? Have you fallen in the last year? And, um, if they answer yes to one of the three questions we ask, uh, then they scream positive for fall risk. It lets our team know that we need to address that before they go because sometimes our, you know, my dad is uh, Marine Corps, serving the Marine Corps. My uncle, he'd be a little stubborn, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to make a blanket statement, but they're not going to tell you outright that they're having issues walking. And so they, um, sometimes we need to bring that out of them. And so that's how, We addressed that as part of our program was with the fall risk and specifically asking them, are you safe? Do you feel safe walking? And so I think that's one thing to keep in mind, taking care of our veterans, is that sometimes there's a bit of a, you know, there's some pride involved in letting you know that they might need help. And so asking specific questions may get you, uh, may lead you to better care. Mm
1: -hmm. And then psychologically for older veterans, because one of the, we always hear about the number 22 a day um 22 suicide today and so on that number goes back and forth some people say 20 some people say 22 or more um a lot of those people people don't realize a lot of those veterans that are committing suicide are our seniors they're from the vietnam era they're from uh, the korean war era even um so when you when you have when you see signs where people are coming in and especially one thing there's always an, and we think about necessarily as a stereotype but we think about uh, losing your faculties your mental faculties as you get older as an older veteran um do you see what do you see in, uh, from the front lines of treating uh, veterans who are seniors psychologically, mentally, and how they're treating themselves um, in their everyday life?
0: Um, can you ask that question again? I, so like, I think so,
1: I. Um, so how are veterans caring for themselves? Are they doing a good enough job as, as seniors? Um, as we're, we look at the Vietnam era veterans who are um, maybe suffering from from maybe depression or maybe they're alone, maybe they don't they don't have anyone to talk to. How are they handling that? You know, when they come in to see you, are you recognizing and seeing these things? Are you seeing a trend in any kind of way of how older veterans are taking care of themselves?
0: So I think my um, my views are a little skewed, right? I see the veterans who have access to our system, and so those veterans who are Vietnam. Era that are that are that need help, they're coming in and requesting help, and so I think um, I think there's plenty of veterans out there who don't have the resources or who don't know that the resources are there for them if they need them. Um, I you know when I see a veteran that comes in uh, who I feel or my teammates feel need uh, psychiatric care, we have care at Jesse Brown 24 seven. I can call the psychiatry team to come down and help assess. We have social work accessible, um, and so. Uh, you know, I think from my perspective, I see the veterans who are coming and asking for help, but I know that there's being on the National Guard side and dealing with soldiers um, who don't have access to VA care yet, who don't have those resources yet. Um, I know that they there are veterans out there struggling, and so um, I guess that's another point to keep in mind when you're caring for older veterans or any veteran or any currently serving member. Uh, if they come through your ER just to to keep that in mind, that there, there may be other issues going on that need to be addressed and that, you know, the VAs are out there to help. And so maybe if in your civilian practice you can't take care of them, uh, we, we are here and willing to, to take over.
1: There's one thing you'd like to see um, as your first mission in your in your field. This is a new accreditation for the Jesse Brown VA. So what is your goal and your mission, like, first off? What's your first task in trying to get this this, this, uh, this accomplished? So the
0: first task was to um, identify what we felt was something that was uh, needed to be addressed within our ER, right? Specific to Jesse Brown. We have a lot of older veterans where nationally the VA sees about 50% geriatric cases. For us, it's right around the same, 49%. And so um, we, as a team, identified falls as something we were concerned with, and we wanted to make sure we were making veterans safer, right? So as they come into our ER addressing, something that maybe we were missing we know that veterans are coming in for falls but we're also taking care of veterans that are coming for other things that um that may have safety issues going home so i think the first and foremost uh uh, attempt was to uh, make uh, safety a it always is a priority but making sure our veterans were safe when they leave us right so that was the main intent of the program and then from here you know, this allows us to get numbers. How many how many of our veterans are screening positive moving forward, right? How many veterans over the age of 75 are screening positive? And are there specific things now that we can identify that we can address moving forward, right? Are we seeing veterans that need more physical therapy? And so can we collaborate with with our physical therapy department to have somebody see these veterans after they leave our department? Or is it a polypharmacy issue, and do we need to bring pharmacy in? So I think um, this first step was a chance for us to – Identify something we felt we needed to identify and then build off of moving forward.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful what you guys are doing. I th- and one thing that you mentioned, a couple of things, which brings me the curious question, and the reason I'm asking you these questions, and I've have, we've had other doctors on before, is because you're the first doctor that I've ever talked to who's actually specializing with the senior community and, with, and specializing in taking care of older our older veterans. Um, so, are veterans, in your mind, from what you've seen in your experience, are veterans, doing, are older veterans, doing a, a good enough job keeping up with their medications and doing their physical therapy?
0: So, uh, it's a struggle, right? Uh, on any given shift, I'll see a veteran who's on twenty, you know, twenty-one medications that they need to be. It's not that they're on unnecessary medications, and sometimes they you know, the veterans. Will, I'll ask them, you know, why? Why are you missing doses? Or they'll come in for. Uh, worsening of their chronic condition and i'll ask them you know what happened they're like i it's too many medications i can't i can't keep track right we have programs to help some of those veterans if they qualify you know home, home health nurses there's our pharmacists are fantastic our ed pharmacists will work with them maybe it's putting things in packets so that they have everything you know punch out packets and they don't have to worry about what type of medications they take and so um, the resources are there, but it definitely is as uh, our veterans get older, some of these things become uh, much more nuanced and they need more help. And so if the, if the support isn't there, if the resources aren't there, um, hopefully that's where we can step in and provide some of that.
1: How about on the physical therapy side of it?
0: So mobility, uh, you know, part of the accreditation was making sure we had access to mobility aids 24-7, right? Because as veterans come in, they can come in at 2 and 3 in the morning for a fall at home. Um, and they needed access, or they, they don't have a cane, or they don't have a walker. So part of the accreditation was making sure our emergency department had access to those devices 24-7 to ha- hand out before uh, a veteran left RER if they were going home that day. Um, but, uh, you know, there are there are veterans who, who do require occupational therapy, physical therapy, uh, and we have a very strong pm program at the VA, and the veterans who need access to that care, they're getting it. Um, you know, one of the uh, next steps of you know the, all of this geriatric uh, focused programming and the fall risk is you know how do we you know are we identifying more veterans that are at risk for falling that need PT that aren't getting aren't getting this addressed right and so if we identify that as something that's going on uh, we're ready to make the next steps to to pursue uh, you know more of a relationship with the ED and physical therapy moving forward. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, do you? and This is another kind of somewhat semi personal question, but um, really more about your experience. Do seniors have, from your polling, and maybe you did this in, not intentionally or asking people directly, of course, but do seniors tend to have a, a, a discomfort or not be happy with the word geriatric? Hmm.
0: I, I haven't seen that. Um, you know, I, I don't typically refer to my veterans as geriatric, right? Hmm. I know I've gone into the room and I've discussed, let's say, chest pain with a patient, and I said, hey, look, based on your age, you're at higher risk, right? You're older. And they're like, no, I'm not. I'm younger. Right. They'll, they'll correct me right away. They'll tell me I, I'm not, you know, I have, I take care of veterans that are in their eighties, nineties, that are still fully independent, still driving. Right. And so I know they will, you know, they'll, they'll take me to task if they don't like a word that I'm using, they're not afraid to tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I definitely, when I go into a room or I'm talking to family, I don't use the word geriatric. I think that's more of a academic term. Um, you know, I'll, t- I'll tend to tell them, Hey, you're, Based on your your risk factors, you know you being a little bit older is usually how I say it. I would never say you know you being geriatric, although you know
1: it, it, although it's it out that the term does fly around every now and again. Certain certain hospitals won't name any names, but certain <laughs> some of the times in the civilian world we don't quite get the <laughs> see that same respect. So okay. the use now with uh, with older uh, people who are older people who who are, are senior veterans, are they doing a good enough job of taking advantage of the technology that? the VA system is now trying to roll out cuz I know the VA system is trying to get more technology savvy, use more tools that can help people connect with their doctors or nurses and get care. How are how is the senior community uh, grabbing this?
0: So, I don't uh, being an emergency medicine doc, I'm not involved in the so that would be more of the primary care side, right? And so being a emergency medicine physician, I'm not um I'm not the one that's uh doing the telehealth visits and Although, I will say that the VA was, um, they have been um, trying to get all of or their, they sh- at this point, we all should be uh, trained in using the telehealth system and having that available for our veterans. Um, from my perspective, when I'm seeing a veteran in the ER, I do, and I'm looking through their chart and seeing visits. I see that there's telehealth visits available. Um, I've seen that veterans are u- utilizing that resource. Uh, some of our older veterans who have a hard time coming into the VA um, are maybe getting their, you know, follow-up Appointment via telehealth, so they're not having to come into the VA, and so uh, that's from my perspective. But I think that might be a better question for the primary care guys who are out there mm-hmm. actually uh, seeing these veterans on you know day to day basis and engaging on the telehealth side. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that the that there are uh, more veterans um, that I feel like are using the My Health Evet, which is our online portal to access care, and so. I've had you know this is anecdote I don't know numbers but I've had some of my older veterans say hey uh, when will this be when will this be available in my portal right so these are older veterans that uh, typically would stereotypically be you know not used to using technology but are they seem definitely engaged and they're accessing their portal and they're finding their information and they know that it'll be posted shortly after their ER visit so um, you know from from my perspective at least you know let's just Kind of one anecdote. It seems like uh, some of the veterans are catching on and using, utilizing the the technology a little bit more.
1: So, why don't we throw a typical night when you're at the ER. So, I, I'm a, I'm guessing you're not getting gunshot wounds. When we think of ER, we think of like, and especially in a city like Chicago, you're hearing thinking about all kinds of just really crazy stuff in the middle of the night that people end up, you know, having these bad ailments. What do you normally see in a, in a VA situation, particularly in a market as big as ours in Chicago?
0: So it runs the gamut, right? If a veteran feels like he can get to me safely, he's going to drive, right? I've had veterans come in with a full-blown breathing issue like COPD, where they probably should have gone to their closest hospital, and they'll drive 45 minutes from Indiana because they prefer getting care at the VA. Um, And so you can have pretty much anything can walk through that door, right? Um, We have the shortness of breath, the chest pain, um, and Sometimes Chicago Fire, uh, they will, if you are a veteran and you identify yourself as a veteran and they feel like the transport time is safe and they feel like they are not overutilizing their resources, they can transport a veteran to the VA. So my last shift, I think I had three runs from the Chicago Fire Department. um, And we, uh, the Jesse Brown VA, we're not a STEMI receiving center. We're not a stroke receiving center, right? So those are uh, hospitals that are set up to take ambulance runs that are, in the field, they're called a stroke, or in the field, they're called a STEMI, but that, that doesn't mean that we're not prepared to take care of those things if they walk through the door, right? Mm-hmm. I've had plenty of patients that come in with testing that I've identified as a heart attack on their EKG, and we call our cardiology team, and they take the patient to the cath lab, and they get the same care they would get in any other hospital. Mm-hmm. The only difference between us and any other community um, ER is that we typically care for the adult better, right? That's our, that's our niche, and mm-hmm. so Uh, any veteran who walks to that door and identifies themselves and says they want emergency care, they will be taken back to us or to our fast track area, depending on their complaint. Uh, and we are more than ready and willing to take care of them. We've had, um, veterans who didn't realize we weren't a trauma center, uh, come in with, uh, gunshot wounds in the middle of the night or, uh, you know, a stab to a non-critical part of the body thinking that we have, you know, trauma surgery on call. We have Cook County, uh, or Stroger now right down the street so in those cases we stabilize the veteran as best we can and then usually we're on the phone with stroger saying hey i have a veteran who has trauma i've stabilized him i need to send him over to you guys and we send him.
1: i think that's Kinda. amazing how people like especially if, and I, and i've seen this before i wonder that i mean to give you guys some credit um i had a friend of mine who passed away he was an army veteran um he was just right after the vietnam era so this isn't we have to wrap up really quick we're running out of time but I remember we got on the phone. He was having some health issue. We got on the phone with uh, a a nurse, and she said, if you don't get him to the hospital tonight, he's not going to wake up tomorrow. And we got him in there, and they took care of him, and he had the best care I'd ever seen. So my hats off to you guys. You guys deserve a salute. Really appreciate your time. Dr. Anthony Acosta is an emergency attending medicine physician at the Jesse Brown VA. Thank you, and thank you for your service.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, and thank you for letting me talk about the uh, care program a little bit.